bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. It is Truth in the Afternoon on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. I am Kyle Wallace filling in for Dr. Ken Harris. We are now in hour two of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris and Rhea Riley holding it down behind the board, doing all the great work behind the scenes here. And we are talking, having conversations in the first hour, really about the Republican National excuse me, Committee hosting the first a Republican debate here where eight candidates will be showing up, which of that eight and then will be Donald Trump as of now, unless he surprises us right now. He pre-recorded something um, that he's going to have with Tucker Carlson that's going to air on Twitter uh, or I should say X formerly known as Twitter. But you go to Twitter dot com to get the X. So it is what it is. But we've been having a conversation about that or whether or not we feel comfortable with having them in our city while also looking at some of the things that they do when it comes to education and academics and the way that they try to paint black history as a form of indoctrinating children, white children specifically, into hating themselves. And that's just facts. I'm not trying to make this black versus white because that's not what the objective is. It truly is to expose what the Republican Party does and what they don't stand for. Because if they stood for something more than trying to win political battles and fights, they'll actually stand up for what's right. And they would stick to the guns where I had this audio I should have played where Back in 2016, they talked about how Trump was a demigod and he was a narcissist and he was all these different things. But as soon as he became the candidate, they got behind him and they supported him, regardless of the fact that he talked about Marco Rubio. Regardless about the fact that he talked about Ted Cruz's wife or I should say Marco Rubio's hands and Ted Cruz's wife and father, regardless about all the low blows he made towards people. They didn't care about that. They got in line and they supported their candidate. And that shows the lack of morals that they have. And again, when I say this. This doesn't mean that the Democrats are just this party full of morals that we should look up to as the people that we follow. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about the people that are hosting something in my city, our city tomorrow, 
and what they stand for does not represent us. And they should take this opportunity, hopefully, to change the narrative tomorrow night. 833-212-1017. Derek, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. I see you have some comments about slavery being better than death. What are your thoughts? Mr. Wallace, how you doing, sir? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I'm doing well, my good sir. Thank you so much for calling. Great to hear from you. I, I was getting in my car, and I got to the last of the conversation. But what I heard was that Wiki Blue say that slavery is better than death. I don't be- I don't believe he said that. But after we play audio from uh, Prong University, which is a curriculum taught in Florida, where one of the images is um, Booker T. Washington. Well, not Booker T. Washington. Excuse me. It was Columbus who said that slavery was better than death, right? And so that, and he kind of called in after that, not to defend that comment, but to defend the Republican Party and somewhat this curriculum. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this short. Then to any black person that believes that or go along with that, that slavery was better than death, then why did all those women throw their kids overboard on those ships crossing you know, crossing over and everything and jumping in themselves. And the men also jumping in. Then what was that about? Yeah, I listen, I, I agree with you. And I kind of quoted earlier, I didn't really fully quote it, but um, at, at, at the film of Black Panther, and I use Black Panther because it was a cultural film that really represented a lot of us that we had a lot of pride in, is that Killmonger... Uh, in that movie, he was played by Michael B. Jordan. He said, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death yeah, right. was That's better right. than bondage. And so, right. and so the fact that the curriculum wanted to change that narrative as if slavery and being bought and, and sold and being whipped and being owned by another human being was better than death is insanity. Hey, Kyle, one more thing. Yes, sir. And I'll let you go. If you want a reference, if you want a reference, another reference point, uh, the OJ's ship ahoy. Yes. Okay. Listen to that, or have them listen to that, and see if they change their mind. Yes, yes, sir. That's absolutely. The that's, that's yeah. The name of the record, Ship Ahoy, by the OJ's. Yes, sir. I've heard the song. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Derek, for chiming in here on the talking text line on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you so much. And and Derek made a a great point just about the fact that many slaves did decide to jump overboard. And so, again, I just think it's disgusting that that's the rhetoric and what they're trying to teach the kids that slavery was basically okay. But all it is about is making people who have a disgusting past in history, evil ancestors, making them feel better about their history when in reality, you should make them feel disgusted that this took place and that their ancestors participated, not everybody, but that those who did, they should be disgusted that their ancestors took part in that. And there should be a lesson for the future of how we should be well aware about what we do and what we allow and the things that we say, because they impact people in, in strong ways. And we'll talk about the things that we say impacting people coming up a little bit later. But again, 833-212-1017. That is the talking text line. And Smith, is this Miss Sandra? 
Yes, it is. Hey, Miss Sandra, you don't. Why don't you ever call in between twelve and one? You know what? I was listening. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. To you all. No, yeah, it's all right. Let me hear what you got to say. Yeah, I love okay, that, Miss Sandra. Go ahead. She was saying about Melody was saying about her name. Well, my daughter's name is Melanie. Oh, I'm gonna call, but I yeah, I was, I ran out of the door for a few minutes. That's all. You are so, listening. Uh, no, I'm gonna call. Yeah, I'll call. Yeah, I'll be listening. But uh, yeah, you guys are good. I love it. Um, I was just gonna say about uh, um, he was speaking of slavery and jumping off the ship and stuff. But remember the Star Spangled Banner? And uh, when you start reading all the words to that, the la- is it the la- the the and, verse uh, that they don't we don't sing right? Right, they don't put it in there. Right, right, yeah. They say uh, the blacks wasn't uh, uh, you know cared about, <laughs> you know. So that that's out of it. So didn't have the nerves to get mad if somebody kneel. I said, be for real. These people, I'm gonna tell you, they know the plan. They go back in their churches. They got even the evangelists and the evangel uh, uh, the preachers behind all this garbage. They know what they're doing. And they're trying to make sure they gain control over America forever. And that's why I say we got to start learning um, our levels of government, how it functions. Because everybody focuses on Biden. Biden can't do everything. It's your level where you are. And this is where we're losing because a lot of the, um, you know, the uh, uh, positions are filled with Republicans. And they go against you everything we kind of want, and they're trying to rob your health care, uh, your Social Security, trying to boost the age up for that. I don't know why these white folks go with it, because a lot of them are old and, and need the health care. I said, but they'd be the first one to try to go against something thinking they're hurting us, black people, because they tell them that. They say black, uh, white people are the minorities eventually in 50, uh, 30 years. That's, a, that's bull crap. Because they can bring them in from other countries. So I think um, we got to start uh, looking and getting uh, responsible. And then they tell us to uh, uh, do everything ourselves. How are we going to do stuff ourselves and our money go to uh, uh, out there in the suburbs and to the pensions and all of this? And these these places in the city of Milwaukee have been vacant for years. The houses have been boarded up for years. Like I tell you, I'm 74. I lived here. I just, I wish that was political. I really do. My husband was. But, man, after I see how they destroyed this city, and now they blame everything on black people and the crime, and they created it. The police don't have to live in the city no more. Walker did that. Yeah. And, and then he's, uh, 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 go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was going to say, and it was it was something that really, again, I, I, I'm a firm believer in not so much about, I know I've heard you and Dr. Ken have this conversation about, well, they sold the houses. Well, I, I do think there's something to um, living in the city that you're policing. And I'll share a story that I had where I was around a Hispanic, it was a Hispanic, um, Hispanic woman. Ah, she's not Hispanic. She's Latina or something like that. And she's uh, engaged to a white man. And, and the white man has a, a sibling, very nice guy, has a sibling who works in, um, he works or worked for, not anymore, but he worked for the sheriff's office here, Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Does not live in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And so for him, being someone who wasn't born or raised in Milwaukee, so spent no time in a diverse community around black people, and the only interactions that he had with black people were uh, whether he was watching it on TV 
in watching the news, which the news only shows you the bad things that happen. They don't show everything that happens. And if you don't believe me, go sit in Milwaukee County Circuit Court or something like that and, and actually see that crime happens everywhere. But his other only interaction was when he was pulling over people and he was policing people. Mm. And so his perspective of what black people are was based off his interactions where anytime you have an interaction with the police or the sheriffs, a lot of times that's not always going to be a favorable interaction. And so if that is what mm-hmm. is in his mind, what black people are, he is going to police black people in the way that he thinks that they are, is that they're criminals versus actually living with black people, going to school with black people, having black neighbors, being able to be in the community to realize that there are so many great, there are more great black people than there are negative black people, but his perception and perspective is only painted by the job that he has. And it's, it's just, th- that's the issue that I have with not mm-hmm. having the residency law anymore. And I believe even with the residency, you had to live within five miles or something like that. Is that correct, Sandra? Uh, 15, I thought they said. Okay, so still still and within, five, within close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Within 15, uh-huh. And so, yeah, I understand. You're right. Because I know years ago, my brother, uh, he was out there and they was in a car and he said they were kissing girls and the police stopped them. And when he came home, police had butted him in the head with a gun, with that metal gun. And they took him to the hospital to get stitches. But he was just in high school. So you sit up here, I'm sitting up here, because my parents never talk about, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff we're talking about. So we never knew that it was just so, so much racism. My yeah. grandmothers were nannies. I remember that because they took care of white kids mm-hmm. and uh, my grandmother, my dad's mother. I mean, she loved them. She brought pictures home of mm-hmm. them and everything. And then we're treated like we're the worst people in the world when we built them up. I got a problem with them. You know, I mean, I know they got the money. And then they sit here and they talk about Biden. We'll talk about a, a Trump's daughter. She bought a $25 million plot of land, paying $40,000 $40, a month rent, lease till she get in her property. And then her old husband went over there to Iran and took some money. You need to talk about the real deal. And it doesn't matter about them. It matters about where we live and the politics where we live and the people in office. Absolutely, it does, Sandra. Thank you so much for chiming in on the conversation today. Okay, then. All right, and thank you. Uh-huh. 833-212-1017. That is the talk and text line. And before we flow into the top five at five. 18 maybe today where Rhea sent me stories and I really haven't read them yet so I'll be reading them live on air. She'll tell me why she sent me these stories and why they're so intriguing. Yes, I don't know why she's saying yeah. No, you sent it to me. You're going to have to explain to me. I, I, the, the role was you send it and you tell me why you send it and I'll read and we'll react together. But before we read and react together I do want to have one last little talking text here. Somebody took a shot at me. Somebody said, Kyle, nine times out of 10, you are like nails on a chalkboard, but today you are doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. And to the person that said that, I say, I don't give a damn what you say. Cause 10 times out of 10, I could care less what you got to say. You're listening to truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the award winning one one seven. The truth. When we come back, we will have the top five at five. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
from a now I ain't never If I didn't cut my legs out right now I ain't never been with the talk snitch talk I always talking about his fault Yeah, I'ma stand up, got my bands up You don't wanna see me pissed off Never tell a lie to a dog When it come to them, you gotta play around The 1017 The True Street Team Sponsored by UW Credit Union Is coming to an event near you Join us this Wednesday from 5pm to 8pm To celebrate Washington Park Wednesday's Summer Concert Series It will be a night of music Food and fun. The 1017 The True Street Team is sponsored by UW Credit Union. They are here for every you. And in addition to that, August is Black Business Month, and the award winning 1017 The Truth is teaming up with Associated Bank to celebrate the excellence of black owned businesses in our community. Together, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and supporting black businesses. And this is why Carrie Noni will be spotlighting four black businesses in Milwaukee and telling the, their story of success. Be sure to follow 1017 The Truth on social media and YouTube that you can watch right now so you can watch the incredible stories of these black-owned businesses. Truth Nation, we encourage you to buy black all month long. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help. Member FDIC. Now, uh, Rhea almost called you Carrie because I, uh, I was called because I just read her name. Also, uh, tomorrow uh, for uh, interviews, Sherman's going to be joined by Mandela Barnes tomorrow. He'll also be joined by um, Marjorie Taylor Greene tomorrow. And Rhea is so excited to meet Mandela, but especially uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene tomorrow. So that's fantastic. Now, uh, Rhea, top five at five. Do I get, is there a music bed for this or is this just, I just do it wrong? Just jump right into just it. Just jump right into it. Okay, well. For the top five at five today, the top five stories of the day. Well, Rhea's, not, I like that. You got to be like number five. Oh, yeah. Number five. There is no order. It is how I clicked it. And the first story is Milwaukee Public Schools closed on Wednesday due to a heat warning. Is it that hot out? Oh, it's closed tomorrow. It's supposed to be 100 degrees tomorrow. Okay, so they don't have AC in these schools yet. Like, I don't remember. I, I Granted, my school year didn't start to September, but, like, had to be some hot days in September, right? It's Not 100-degree weather. What, man, days. listen, what are we raising? Is it that hot in these schools? I don't know. Maybe Is I 100 mean, degrees that warm to you? Do they not have AC in these schools? I don't think a few of them do. I mean, honest. oh, my like goodness. Good AC. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, are they canceling school in Arizona right now or in the summer when it's hot, when it's 100 degrees? Ain't always 100 degrees there. I feel like they have an AC unit versus, okay. or they have like AC in the system. I we feel, got like window AC. I know? feel like we're making excuses for the uh, the wussification of America. Nah, it's just too damn hot. No, come on. Are you coming to work tomorrow? I hope so. I mean, I have to. What uh, you mean? All right, well, exactly. We should teach these kids that the sun should never block their blessings of getting a paycheck. Because that's what they're doing. They go to school so they can learn and eventually get a paycheck. Is it, that's it? That's your thoughts? If I'm a sweat in a classroom, I would rather learn how to do my taxes. Okay. That's what I'm building up All right. to. All right. Well, when my kid bullies your kid, don't come knocking at my door. I'm just going to say, listen back to the, the audio from August 22nd. That's why. If my kid's going to sweat in a classroom, they better be learning how to do their taxes. Yeah. How to balance a budget. How to. Well, I hope that maybe they will. Fix an old home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sounds like they need to go to trade school. No. <laughs> All right. What's the next one? Number. Number four. Oh, okay, I just point. You know, it, it just does it for me. You know I'm new to this. I'm trying to turn myself off. Can't see. Oh, anyways, so the next story it says, the headline says, Milwaukee Streetcar, the hop expanding with new airline. Ooh, this sounds exciting. So in preparation of a full launch of Milwaukee Streetcar, the hop will begin operating its first New extension route. The L-Line will begin preview passenger service Sunday, October 29th, according to a news release. During this 
preview phase, riders will be able to experience the streetcar's new L-line on Sundays during regular streetcar hours from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. The lakefront hop station within the Contour Transit Plaza will remain closed until construction is complete. So what are... uh, what are your two cents? I mean, I like the I like the streetcar. You love the hop. This story was yeah. for you because you like the hop. No, I like I like it. Like I, I, like I get a chance to use it, and I feel like for downtown it's useful. And eventually, when they fully expand it out through on Wisconsin Avenue, and then we're expanded out down MLK Drive, I think it will be useful for downtown Milwaukee and the surrounding areas. No. Well, oh no. Why you say no? So you with the Republicans on this one, huh? Go ahead, go ahead, to, go to the Pfizer since that's who you with. Go we've, to the Pfizer. We've then. done this before, Kyle. It's, it is a pointless use of transportation it here is in not. the city of Milwaukee. It is absolutely not. I I like it, but now y'all all know. <laughs> all right, now we know Rhea hates the hop. She hates moving into you know the 21st century. All right, now so. Number three. Number three story Rhea sent me. This one comes from TNJ4. The previous came from CBS 58. UW system to ask lawmakers for part of the 32 million GOP withheld to end diversity efforts in October. So the University of Wisconsin system leaders plan to ask Republican lawmakers this fall to release about half of the 32 million they withheld in hopes of defunding campus diversity initiatives. Sean Nelson, the system's vice president of finance and administration, told regents during a meeting that the system leaders will ask the legislature's joint finance committee in October to release about $15 million of the money they're withholding. The system plans to submit a proposal to spend money on engineering, data science, and nursing programs. He did not elaborate before the regents went into a closed session. Republicans who control the finance committee decided in June to cut the UW system's budget by $32 million. GOP leaders have said the money is what they estimate the system would spend on diversity, equity, and inclusion programs across the 13 campuses. <sighs> I mean, what is what what do you want me to say about this? I don't I don't we I just that's what my first my whole first hour was about the ridiculousness that we have to deal with. I feel about the same. It's really disappointing to hear that, especially about diversity and inclusion programs they have on campuses, because college is hard enough already to get into, let alone for people of color, black people. So then to take this away in the city, the state of Wisconsin, when tuition's already so expensive, it's like what what's what's the future for all kids? All kids that are trying to have an education or higher education. But what's what's wrong with diversity, equity, and inclusion, though? Like, I don't I don't really understand what's wrong with that. I don't get it either. I, I, it's like this is an added benefit. I don't know. I guess I'm 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 one who is for it, so I guess I can't speak against it. Same. Yeah. yeah. Well. Number two. The number two story of the day: furloughs, layoffs, and campus closures. Five things to know about the University of Wisconsin systems finances and so are this you really is, reading it in order this is no no, no. I'm not gonna, oh oh am <laughs> i reading article. one no, no i'm not gonna read this full article i'm gonna just give a synopsis is that what it's called like yeah a, or but if, if that's never mind do you get to what is, is what and i feel like that's the next i sent both of them because i thought you're gonna cover you didn't send this one i thought i sent this one i sent this one because this is one i wanted to do oh well you're telling the behind-the-scenes stuff. Maybe I told it. I didn't need to say anything, but I had to because that's just part of who I am. So in the UW system right now, they're, they are in trouble. And, I mean, remember when I was in school back in the um, early 2000s, I guess, um, when the UW systems were kind of strapped for cash. And right now it looks like some schools are struggling. UW Parkside is looking to cut $5 million or, from their budget because of the fact that they have a gap in funding for the school. So they're looking to furlough 
university staff there at UW Parkside because they have this gap. And I find it interesting that at the time that the $32 million is being withheld, you have universities who are in need of money in order to truly balance the budget. UW Oshkosh actually also had to cut some things as well. They had to cut about $16 million, I believe, because of the declining population and also which leads to the decline in the population on these campuses and also the rising costs. I mean, it impacts these universities, people's salaries are raising the cost to do business costs more as well. And so it's important that we keep up with um, the UW systems and funding them the way we need to fund, because the UW system is a tremendous system, not only because of academically it prepares students, it is really the prepper, the, the person that is the university system is prepping the future of Wisconsin. That's who the future leaders are coming from. So it's important that we invest in those individuals in order for this state as a whole to take a step forward. But then also when you look at the cost of academics in school across this country, the UW system is very, very affordable. So for our students at a time where we're talking about having to pay back these student loans, for our students in state to be able to have an affordable education, quality education is so important. So it's just very sad right now, the attack on the UW system. What are your thoughts, Rhea? No, I agree with you completely. I mean, my tuition felt a little expensive to me, but I also went to UW Milwaukee, so I think it was accounting for other things too. Yeah, because you probably pay, you probably looked at about eighteen thousand a year. Yeah, something close. If you yeah. Google state tuition in Illinois at certain schools, you Google state tuition. I think Michigan's pretty inexpensive. Uh, uh, Minnesota's kind of expensive. Expensive when you go to a little bit to the East Coast as well. I mean, it's it's higher. It is higher. Some places down south, I think, too, are about. Uh, Mm -hmm. how much we are as well. So we have it really good here in Wisconsin. But my number, oh, wait, I forgot I'm not supposed to say it. Number one. The number one story of the day is talking about a new development coming up, potentially. And so what used to be the Milwaukee Mall might now be developed into a beer garden slash apartment building. A developer, Kaylin Haywood Sr., uh, was recently granted more time to repay $3.85 million in a city loan. This is the third time the payment schedule had been extended. Uh, the HG Series, excuse me, the HG Sears LLC borrowed money to help convert the historic former Sears, Sears building into a boutique icon hotel. Terrible idea. It was an awful idea. Terrible. At the very moment that it happened, they were told it was a terrible idea. I said it was a terrible idea. They nobody cared because they wanted to try to do something with it. But now they actually have a nice idea where they dropped that plan to turn it into a hotel. And now they're looking to turn the Milwaukee Mall into a mixed use area that includes a brewery, art gallery, offices and housing. This sounds like an idea that may work. The area is um, one that needs to be developed. It's very close to downtown, but it does have its woes. But I think this could be something that might just fit. Better than what a hotel. I mean, I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I would not stay in a hotel in that area. Not at all. Not at all. But living there, maybe if I'm from the area, it may be. But if I'm coming from out of town, ain't no way in the world I'm staying there. So yeah, Rhea, any any thoughts on this? None whatsoever. Mm-mm. You don't even know where that area is, is it? I don't do think you? I do actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you drive down Fond du Lac at all, you'll probably go past it. Have you ever driven down Fond du Lac? I want to say yes. So you have. So yeah. you've seen it. There's a Johnson Park, I believe, to the left, it might be called. And then you have the Milwaukee Mall where North Avenue is. Ooh. The corner. Yeah, you've probably seen the building. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I, uh, you know, I know you're I don't, not. I don't stray far. I don't like to be outside in these streets. I ain't going to lie to you. I, you know, I would, I, I, I'm not going to lead you astray. Don't go over there. Ain't no, you have nothing this over there nothing, for you. Nothing for me. But until but that trouble. gets built. Yeah, nothing for you but trouble. Glad I can give you some direction. But that's the top five today. Top five at five on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. I do have Joyce. You're on 1017 The Truth. 
Uh, I'm sorry, Rhea. I know I sound like I was going to break. My bad. But Joyce wanted to say something about schools being closed. So, Joyce, what are your thoughts and comments about schools being closed? I'm sorry, Rhea. I know I sound like I was Oh, Joy, I hear myself in the background, Joyce. Uh, Joyce, you want to turn your radio down and put your phone on your ear. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Okay. All right, there it is. Hey, Joyce, what's happening? Okay, just a minute. I will. Okay, I. You know what? I'm gonna respect you, and I'm gonna give you the time. Okay. Uh, I think it was number three. The number three. The, hello. Yeah, I can. I can hear you, Joyce. No, I can hear you. It was. It was the one talking about it being hot in the schools, right? Yes, it is. Um, I. I liked that your comment on that. Um, I. I don't know what's wrong with MPS. I don't see no reason why closing school, if it if the weatherman says it's going to snow tomorrow, they close school. Now the, they're talking about the heat, and they've already made their decision that school's going to be closed. I don't, and the teachers, <laughs> that's a day off for them. And if they have to go in, it's like they they're not doing it. Well, they may be doing something, but it's so important for kids to go to school these days behind already and when they're at school they're not learning anything because there's so much disruption and to take someone out of school because the weatherman says it's going to be 103 tomorrow that might not even happen and MPS have enough money the schools should be prepared for this they should have air conditioned some kids I don't think should maybe go to school if they have uh, if they have asthma or certain uh, things with their breathing, and so if they they should have a classroom with air condition for those kids to go in. It's crazy to close school because the weather is bad. You have to go to work. <laughs> Doctors and nurses, everybody has to go to work. And keeping kids at school now is teaching them that if the weather bad, I don't have to go to work. That's not right. There's something wrong, but. With the with the MPS. No, I I agree, Joyce. It's frustrating. No, no it's it, really frustrating. No, I and agree. And then they wonder why kids. They always say we don't have nothing to do. Look like we prepare, so they won't have anything to do. What they're gonna? They, God forbid, they don't get in any kind of trouble tomorrow. But it look like they just. I, I don't understand it. I wish they could come to some conclusion. Something to. That maybe we all. It's just I'm frustrated. That's all I have to say, Miss Joyce. Thank, thank you. Letting, no, thank you. Thank, I, you. thank you. I appreciate you for calling in, and she's absolutely right. I mean, tomorrow on, on Nothing But the Truth with Melanie Ricks, which you can hear right here on one on one seven, the truth between noon and one. My hot take will be about the weather and about these schools and about what we're seeing going on in these communities when these kids are not in school. 833-212-1017. That is the talking text line. Ria, I am now going to go to break. So, for y'all listening, we'll have more conversation on the other side, because guess what? We're going to be talking Donald Trump. I know, I know, but it's good stuff, maybe. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
It is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue. I'm Kyle Wallace filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment. With me is Rhea holding it down, and we've had some really great conversations today. If you want to join in on these conversations, you can hit us up on the talk and text line at 833-212-1017. You can also stream and watch me live. You can watch all the Truth Show lives. Uh, by excuse me, live by going to 101.7 The Truth on YouTube. Subscribe, share, like, all the different things we got going on as we grow our reach and our platform. Now, before I tease, and I don't have enough time to do this, but, you know, I've been listening to, I listen to our station a lot. I listen to 620 as well. I listen to the National Pundits. And last week, I believe it was Tuesday night, actually, where Donald Trump received the indictment from Fulton County in Georgia. And I've been just listening and watching, and I really feel as if a lot of people are making excuses for somebody who did something wrong. And I have been baffled in not understanding why so many people deem it necessary to follow the script and, and agree with Donald Trump with saying that this is a witch hunt. Now, 91 charges is a lot. And I'm not saying I don't believe. I don't believe the man is guilty of all these. But what we can't deny is that there has to be something that this man did out of these 91 charges. And one thing I've learned is that a lot of times people don't go and search for answers. They just listen to what other people say. And. Instead of searching for those answers, you just end up just taking in information. Say, oh, well, what they say is right. And so what I'm going to do here is I want to make sure everybody is educated because, again, Donald Trump is probably going to be the nominee barring that he has to face any, you know, charges, have to go to uh, go to jail or anything like that, which he may. But I just feel like we need to stop defending this man so hard. Like when I was a child. I was told if someone does not like you, whether it's a peer, a coach, a teacher, there was some teachers who didn't like me, I remember them, don't give them the opportunity to catch you doing wrong because they will not give you the benefit of the doubt. Now, that that is always something that stuck with me. So my mom always told me, my dad always told me to act right in class. Don't give them a reason to call this house. Don't give them a reason to put you into detention. If you act right and you stay clean, you don't have to be worried about doing something wrong or getting in trouble. And so when it comes to Donald Trump, a rich, wealthy white man who has no idea what it's like to be normal whatsoever. Again, it just blows my mind when I hear people call into this station and, and talk about, he didn't do it. And it's a political witch hunt and this and that. And, and people there's evidence recorded evidence that I'm going to play for you. And Rhea, let's line up Trump. We're going to play Trump a little bit. I'm not going to play too much of Trump, but we're going to play Trump. We can play the second one of Trump because you can skip at the bottom. But I'm going to play a little audio and actually, no, play the play the Brad Raffensperger one, because Brad Raffensperger one is from 60 Minutes. Brad Raffensperger, who is the secretary of state of Georgia, who is a Republican who runs the election in Georgia. He did an interview on 60 Minutes, and it's about a two minute clip. And this is his interactions with Trump and also him reacting to some of the pressures that Trump has. So, Rhea, can you just play that, that clip from 60 Minutes with Brad Raffensperger? I believe I said, well, Mr. President, 
The challenge that you have is that you have bad data. Our data shows that you did not win the race because we have the facts and the facts are on our side. Brad Raffensperger had declined to take the president's call. The Trump campaign was suing Georgia officials and Raffensperger felt the call was inappropriate, but the White House kept insisting. Okay, all right, so Mr. President, everybody is on the line. It was about three in the afternoon, Saturday, January 2nd, when White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows started the conference call introducing Mr. Trump's lawyers an attorney for the state of Georgia, Ryan Germany, and Secretary of State Raffensperger. Okay, thank you very much. Hello, Brad and Ryan and everybody. From the start, the president seemed delusional. And we, uh, we won the House, but we won every single state house, and we won Congress. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. What was the president asking you to do? He was asking us to recalibrate or recalculate, I believe it was, recalculate, um, somehow get a different answer. But I'm an engineer, and uh, anyone that's good with numbers knows you, you can calculate all you want, but the numbers are the numbers. So what are we going to do here, folks? I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. But the words used by the president and the president's chief of staff, give me a break, cooperate, compromise. Were they asking you to join them in a conspiracy? Uh, I guess maybe they were just trying to intimidate me and, and uh, cajole me into something. It wasn't going to happen. The other thing, uh, dead people. So dead people voted. And I think uh, the, the number is in the pro uh, close to 5,000 people. The president said in the call that 5,000 Georgians voted in the name of dead people. Right. Well, it was two. Two dead. 2,000? No, two. Yeah. A yeah. total of two. Two people. Right, right here. One, two. Two dead people. Not thousands. Not hundreds. Two people. How do you know that? Because we went back and looked and we searched all the death records and we looked at day, month, year. So we had two people that had passed away and we'll investigate and see if we can find out who those people were that fraudulently voted for those two dead people. Now, again, that was 60 minutes and you all get to hear the audio of Trump doing this. But what I want to go a little bit a different angle with this when it comes to whether or not he's guilty or not. That's not for me to decide. The grand jury decided there was enough evidence for that the D.A. down in Fulton County uh, Fannie Willis presented and they decided that they had enough to charge them. OK, so that that is what it is. And he'll have his day in court. He somehow in the guy, I didn't know you can negotiate your bond like that. That's news to me. But he'll have his day in court. And I'm not here to really talk about whether he's guilty or not, because there's evidence out there. I just want you all to educate yourselves on when you when you say, well, he didn't do it. Do your research. There's audio. There's little literally audio out there of this man asking for 11,780 votes, just the perfect number in order for him to win. And so do your homework before you get on there and you start talking what you see on TV because information is out there. Now, I'm going to play another one here, and I know we're going to be tight on time. Okay, okay, Rhea, I know you saw me. So when we come back from break, I, I, we're going to come back from break, Rhea. I see you. When we come back from break, I'm going to play one last audio clip. I want to play this because there were some black people who they tried to throw under the bus named Ruby Freeman and her daughter, 
Wandria Ashe Moss and ruin these black women's lives. And I just want y'all, and actually, before we go to break, can you just play the clip of the black woman who had her life ruined by what Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and the rest of these thugs did? I just want y'all to hear this. Sterling, also a Republican and a Trump voter, is the chief operating officer for the Secretary of State. So you can see. He walked us through surveillance video that the president and his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, use as their slam dunk evidence. There's no uh, response, none. Here, Giuliani is explaining to Georgia state senators his selectively edited version of the video. And when you look at what you saw on the video, which to me was a smoking gun, powerful smoking gun, well, I don't don't have to be a genius to figure out what happened. And I, I don't have to be a genius to figure out that those votes are not legitimate votes. In national ads, the Trump campaign shows just a clip of the video that reveals cases filled with ballots being removed from under a table. America deserved an honest election. This is what they got. Suitcases of ballots added in secret in Georgia. Gabriel Sterling showed us that Rudy Giuliani was right. You don't have to be a genius to figure out what happened when you look at all of the video. Sterling says the election workers were told before 10 o'clock election night that they would be going home and would finish the count the next day. It's before 10. The observers in the press are still in the room to see all of this occur. With Republican and Democratic observers visible on the video, the still uncounted ballots were placed in official boxes which were labeled, locked with tamper-proof seals, and stored below the table. This is where they're packing up because they think they're going home. They're packing up to seal them so that nobody can you know, mess with the ballots when no one's there. But less than an hour after the boxes were stored, Sterling says the staff was told they would have to keep counting through the night. So the ballots were pulled out and counted. Really Sterling told us President Trump's team had always had the entire unedited video. From my point of view, they intentionally misled the state senators, the people of Georgia and the people of the United States about this to cause this conspiracy theory to keep going and keep the disinformation going, which has caused this environment that we're seeing today. Are you saying they lied to yes. the Georgia state Senate? I'm saying Rudy Giuliani looked them in the eye and lied. And Rudy Giuliani knows that. He also, I believe, you know, he has some ethical standards as a member of the bar. He knows that what he said was not true. But our state Senate did not ask us to come in there so that we could rebut what they said. And it was actually left at the, as the gospel truth. And it wasn't. It was fabricated. In the call, President Trump slanders one of the election workers in the video, a woman named Ruby Freeman, who Georgia officials say is not suspected of tampering with anything. 18,000 voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Freeman. That's, uh, she's a vote scammer, a professional vote scammer and hustler, Ruby Freeman. Uh, that, is, uh, that was the tape that's been shown all over the world that makes everybody look bad. The president claimed Freeman put the so-called ballots hidden in suitcases through the counter three times, resulting in 54,000 bogus votes. And, Brad, why did they put the, the uh, votes in three times? You know, they put them in three times. They did not put that. We, we, we did an audit of that, and we proved conclusively that they were not scanned three times. 
Ruby Freeman is in hiding because of threats. Death threats that Sterling says other election workers are also receiving. And I finally saw one that said the young man's name, said, you are a traitor, may God have mercy on your soul, and had a gif of a, of a noose slowly swinging. At that point, I snapped. I essentially lost it and said, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This is how black people are being treated down in Fulton County. This is not just about Trump trying to be elected. This is ruining black people's lives. We got to do better. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the award-winning 1017 The Truth live from the American Family Insurance Studio here at The Avenue. I'm Kyle Wallace filling in for Dr. Ken Harris, who is on assignment and before the break i played a clip from 60 minutes which had brad raffensperger who is the secretary of state in georgia who's a republican the other gentleman's name uh, escapes me right now but he's also uh you said the name but i can't read your lips but brian something like that who's also a republican in georgia who are absolutely fed up with trump's behavior and i'm telling y'all it's impacting black people down in fulton county and i want to play audio here to wrap up the show from shay moss who was a former Georgia election worker, and she was the mother of Ruby Freeman, who both testified on January 6th in the committee about the attacks that they had and her life being ruined and how she felt guilt for making her mother go through this terrible, terrible situation where the president of the United States attacked their family directly. Donald Trump attacked you and your mother using her name 18 times on that call. 18 times. Ms. Moss, can you describe uh, what you experienced listening to former President Trump attack you and your mother in a call with the Georgia Secretary of State? I felt horrible. I felt like it was all my fault. Like, if I would have never decided to be an elections worker, like, I could have done anything else. But that's what I decided to do. And now... People are lying and spreading rumors and lies and attacking my mom. I'm her only child. Going to my grandmother's house. I'm her only grandchild. And and my kid. It's just, um, I felt so bad. I, I just felt bad for my mom. And I felt horrible for picking this job and being the one that always wants to help and always there. And, Never missing not one election. I just felt like it was it was my fault for putting my family in this situation. My fault for putting my family in this situation by being the person to raise their hand and say, I want to be an election official and volunteer for this role. I don't know if they're paid or volunteer. They may get paid a little bit, but they ain't getting paid a lot. All because one man's ego is ruining black women in the black male's life. This is why I say we cannot support Donald Trump because he does not care about anybody but himself. So next time you want to call into the station and talk about Donald Trump didn't do it, he didn't do that. Do some research and do your homework so you can figure out if what you're saying is facts 
or a false narrative or fake news that he liked to coin. This has been Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. I'm Kyle Wallace. Been a fun show, right, Rhea? We enjoyed today. I ran a little bit long, but it was so important that I played this. I appreciate y'all for listening today. Dr. Ken Harris will be back tomorrow. Have a great rest of your evening.